Paranormal Perception is brought to you by Orange County's first ever paranormal conference, Orange County Paracon. Meet and hear from Paranormal Perception guests in person on October 1st and 2nd. Go to ocparacon.com for info and tickets. Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by... 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. You've found it. Your guide through the unknown. Ghosts. Artificial intelligence. Cryptozoology. Disclosure. Parapsychology. A world of shadows. It is called the unknown for a reason. This is your guide through the new normal for the new decade. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Close your eyes. Open your ears and your mind. This is your new perception on the paranormal. Paranormal Perception. Here's your host, Henry San Miguel. Here I am, welcome to Paranormal Perception, and let me start again, we, we just heard it, Mosi Paracon, uh, it, I told you last time we were together, from 5 to 6 p.m. on Friday, we're gonna, you are gonna be part of O.C. Paracon, you're gonna go up on stage, share your ghost stories, well, the response tells me, I think we need to start at that 4, because it, it's, I mean, I'm not surprised, we, we do this all the time on the show for the Halloween episodes, so... Why wouldn't you want to share your real ghost uh, encounters, your encounters with the other side? So we'll do that starting at 4 p.m. So 4 to 5 p.m. or 4 to 6 p.m. will now be all of you telling your ghost stories. And I also have some uh, special announcements, some surprises guests that have just signed up to OC Paracom. We haven't confirmed yet, but we're about this close to doing that. So we'll, we'll hear, you'll hear about that in the coming weeks. On this episode, though, we're going to go back the way we started this season. If you remember, Steve Bassett came on um, and we talked about disclosure because at the time we were in a countdown. We still are in that countdown. And Stephen mentioned that it would happen June 21st or 22nd, I believe he said it was. Well, that's a few weeks away. So guess what we're going to talk about on this episode? Yeah, disclosure again, and especially getting all of you ready, not just for disclosure, but for the misinformation campaign that will accompany accompany it when that happens. We'll do that in just a second. Paranormal Perception will return in a moment. Paranormal Perception presents OC Paracon. Orange County's first ever paranormal conference taking place on the first weekend in October. Join Henry as he welcomes to the OC Paracon main stage, Hollywood's Good Witch, Patty Negri, longtime friend of the show, psychic, author, and investigator, Jeff Dwyer, Haunted Orange County Paranormal Tour and Event Company, Paraflix.com, and Paraflix CEO, Natalie Jones, award-winning videographer and paranormal TV series producer, Barry Conrad, Vernon Mahabob, founder and director of the Palmistry Institute of Los Angeles, Cleet Keith, author of Ghosts of Greystone Mansion, Beverly Hills, and more guests to be announced soon. Paranormal and occult vendors will also be in attendance, and so should you. Get more information and badges at ocparacon.com. 
OC Paracon is being organized by Paranormal Perception and 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Taking a look at the unseen world around us. Your guide through the unknown. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. So let's start talking about disclosure. We're going to do that with our guest today, Ron James. Ron's a filmmaker. He's an on-camera personality. He's a writer, editor, researcher, content creator, and entrepreneur. He's won 19 national awards, including four EBE awards, the Telly Award, and the Ages Award for experience in excellence in broadcasting four times. He's created seven feature-length documentaries and dozens of original series episodes. He produced the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure with Stephen Bassett, numerous other uh, conferences, and hundreds of hours of other unfinished unfin- uh, content in the ET field. I'm going to have a link to everything, by the way, on the show description. So you can click on Ron's name, and it'll take you right to everything. And now, let's welcome him to Paranormal Perception. Ron James, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So so before we start talking about disclosure and uh, all the misinformation we're probably going to see, let's first talk about about you. What what or who, what got you interested in the, or I guess like Steven said, the UAP phenomena is what we should call it. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Stephen because he's actually the one who got me uh, really going in the field. Hmm. I was uh, I was always a aficionado. I was very interested in the in the subject, but uh, as far as doing video production and filmmaking around it, it was when I met Steve Bassett in Sedona, Arizona, and I interviewed him. And uh, oddly enough, I interviewed Carrie Cassidy the same day. Uh, but Steve, uh, actually, when he found out I had a production company, he asked me if I'd be interested in helping him produce his X conferences. And so from 2009 on, or 2008, I think it was, uh, we uh, produced the X conferences together. I did all the audio, video, and live streaming and put out the DVDs. And then after that, we did the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure with uh, with Stephen and Ruben Langdon and I. And um, then it's just been kind of crazy since then. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, but, be, but before you met Stephen, or Stephen introduced you to this world, I mean, were you did you, were you aware of the UFO phenomena? Did you believe, or where where were you on that? Yeah, you know, interestingly, my whole career path changed when I picked up a copy of UFO magazine and read an article by uh, Peter Gersten, who used to run an organization, maybe he still has it, called Citizens Against UFO Secrecy, and that uh, the article is called "The Reality of Our Reality," and in it he postulated that we might be living in a simulation and that absolutely fascinated me and this is way before people were talking about it so um i decided that was the kind of stuff i wanted to pursue with my media and so i went to uh, the international conference on science and consciousness in albuquerque and i interviewed just a ton of really well-known guys uh, like russell targ and dean radin um john Hagelin, uh amit goswami uh just guys like that about 20 of them and I was completely hooked at that point. And that's when I ended up uh, moving to Sedona and doing some work there. And that's when I met Steve. So, yeah, the path, uh, looking back, the path was, uh, it was already ordained. Um, I just didn't know it at the time. You can almost call it destiny. You were destined to be part of this this uh, this world. Well, you know, I think that the, uh, the ET question, the life after death question, the nature of reality question, these are, these are the three biggest questions facing us as a, as a civilization and as as uh, spiritual beings and so to me it's it's kind of an honor to be able to focus on these topics with, with my videos and my films and um and 
be able to do it. I think it's a, it's just certainly a good way to spend my time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are definitely questions that the listeners here to Panel Perception, they absolutely have. That's why they listen to, to, the, to the episodes. And, you, you know, saying that we think we're living in a, in, a, in, in, in a matrix, we'll call it, that's actually a topic we're going to cover in an upcoming episode. So, yeah, that, that definitely, especially after last year, even before that, this awakening that I keep saying we're, we're all going through, definitely something that people are are actually awakening to finally i'll say um now from your research do you think you think when when we do get first contact when they first uh, the visitors do come here do you think they they will be friendly cooperative author, authoritarian or dangerous or what what do you think they'll be when they do finally make their presence known um i think that in a lot of ways they're already making their presence known and um what we're dealing with now is uh, how that's going to be rolled out officially. And I don't think we're going to be, we should be holding our breath for this kind of great official denial that, or official admission that everybody wants to see. I would love it if we'd have disclosure, big D disclosure, such as what we see with uh, um, Stephen Bassett's definition, which is the leader of a state or country comes before the cameras and admits that there's an ET presence. That is a disclosure that would really confirm it for everybody. It's the disclosure that we all want to see. But instead, we've been fed drips of information wrapped in disinformation, wrapped in just crazy uh, um, uh, tangents that make it very, very hard to decipher the truth. So I think that we're probably going to continue to get that. But what is happening is that people on an individual basis are having very, very interesting uh, very, very interesting um, encounters that are basically um, personal. And once they happen to you, you can't really uh, deny that it happened. You can't, it's just a real thing that you just can't work around. A lot of people have trouble um, dealing with that, dealing with the uh, experience or phenomenon, dealing with what happens to them. A lot of them keep it inside. They don't really talk about it. But what we're dealing with is definitely a situation where we're going to get more information through official government channels, although it may be a very long time before we get anything close to the whole story. And then uh, people on an individual basis are, are these beings and these essences are making themselves cl- uh, known to them and it's happening a lot. So that's how I think the, uh, the alien presence is going to be revealed in the near term. Yeah, and and you said you say that disclosure is the most important issue of this or any other time with with everything that's happening. You know, it looks like again violence in the Middle East, war may break out, full out war may break out at any time again over in that part of the world, and everything else that we as a as a as a world really have been going through. Why do you think this is the most important issue? Well, because the. The ET question plays into every other aspect of what we have to do as a society to survive. Um, A lot of people will say that one of the reasons that the extraterrestrials have not made themselves known to us and have not invited us to come tour their spaceships on a mass scale and become part of a galactic family is because as a civilization, a species, we just don't have our act together. We're violent. We're dangerous. We don't treat each other well. We don't treat our planet well. Uh, You know, the same things that, that a lot of people will say. And so... The things that we're going to have to do 
to get the extraterrestrials to show an interest in us or better yet invite us to be a part of the big galactic adventure are the same things that we have to do just to survive and i think that until we get that together um, we're just not really qualified to be handed the keys to the spaceship so it's um, humanity's got to evolve or self-destruct and i'm one of those people who believes that uh there's like a star trek prime directive kind of thing in effect that at some point in the evolution of our species there may be um, beings that do things with planets on a vast scale extraterrestrial creatures that have been doing this for billions of years and so there could be a lot of reasons why a planet would be seeded with life pushed into the space near the sun where it's in what they call the Goldilocks zone. And then um, uh, species are allowed to propagate on the planet, but that could be being done by a variety of races for a variety of reasons. And what I think we're dealing with right now is that at some point humanity showed itself to be a worthy experiment. And the, uh, we showed a spark of something that made us special and different. And because of that, we were able to have the opportunity to, um, what would we call it, to self-determine. And that's where we're at right now. We are self-determining. So um, it's up to us and it's up to us to rise to our own occasion, solve some of our own problems. And if we survive, I have no doubt that we will one day have full disclosure and full revelation. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Star Trek and, and, and their prime directive because Whenever I think of first contact and think of, you know, finally the, 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 the visitors revealing themselves, I think back to what Gene Roddenberry said when he got his, his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, where, where he said during his speech, he said that we're, we're, we're a race that's in its infancy. And like most infants, you know, we're selfish. We throw our tantrums. And I think that's what we see all around us, especially right now, the past few years. But like he said, when we get our act together, boy, we're going to be something that I, I, I don't think we're there yet, obviously. But, yeah, I think something like this disclosure uh, is going to do that. However, let me let me see what you think on this, because of, like you're saying, like where we are right now, we're so we're so divided, uh, not just here in, in this country, but just all over the world. We're such a divided people. When, if it's one government that comes out and says, okay, you know what? Yes, they've been here. We know about them. Because of this division, will will people accept it or will it be the usual? Well, of course, they take credit for it. How do you think it's going to happen when, when we get disclosure? Well, you know, like I said, I think that the full disclosure, in other words, hi, yes, there's extraterrestrials. These are the species. These are where they're from. This is what they want. Uh, I'm really doubtful that we're going to get that before we're ready and um i think people think well if they just tell us now it would be a unifying thing like reagan said at the un if the alien species were a threat it would unite humanity um i don't think at this particular point in time uh just learning of an extraterrestrial presence is going to be a enough of a catalyst to cause that radical change although i think that it will be um, a very important factor so if if they were to come out and say Yes, the Roswell really happened. And yes, we've really been lying to you all this time. And yes, there's five different species that are, have a keen interest in the planet. If they were to come out and say that and, and prove it, it would, be, it would be interesting, but I don't think we, it would cause a sudden reset. Uh, I used to think that it would. Um, 
but it would take literally action by these aliens to um, to disarm us uh, or to or to help us in some way. Otherwise, we're still stuck on the same trajectory. And um, it's it, I do believe that it's up to us. Yeah. And like I said, the you what I want to really to really talk about is the the misinformation that we are going to get when whether it's done through a government or they just reveal themselves just outright. We, I really, I, I really do believe that it is going to be a misinformation campaign. I mean, all we have to look at is last year, COVID nineteen. There is so much misinformation everywhere, and all of a sudden, everybody knows everything about viruses when they didn't, you know, just a few few years before. So when when this comes, something even bigger than that, it's it's literally a global event like COVID nineteen. What? Why? Why the misinformation? What? What? What's the goal behind the misinformation? regarding disclosure i think that it makes a lot of sense that sometime after roswell which that time period could arguably define as the beginning of the modern ufo era uh that a <clears throat> excuse me that a majestic 12 type group was probably put together could be the exact majestic 12 that people have identified that group is definitely uh filled with logical choices if something like that was going to happen and then you know they had the robertson panel where they determined that the whole UFO secrecy thing, people were not going to be ready. And so they basically just said, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to tell people. And I think that the information at that point was given to a, to a majestic 12 type group that basically took it as far deep down the rabbit hole as they could go. They're accountable pretty much to no one. They manage the information by international treaty. And, um, and that's what it's been for this whole time. And the reason is, many fold i believe one of them obviously is the uh the technology there's reasons that we want that technology there's probably reasons that we do not want to share it the other is that maybe we don't really know as much as a lot of people think we know what are they here for what do they want um some people think that we are completely informed of all of this and some people say that it's quite possible that even the the um, people that are in the know don't really know and then now it's gotten to the point, of course, there's the religious argument that society's not ready. Um, there's all kinds of arguments that it would have an impact on human civilization uh, that they don't want to see. For instance, if there's some kind of free energy technology, that would change the entire global economy. It, energy runs the world and whoever runs energy runs, runs the people. And to create such a paradigm shift as that would bring, totally not going to be okay with the people that are in power so there's a whole lot of reasons why they would want to keep this a secret and they've done a pretty good job of it i do believe that leaks of information have been given because these guys know that there's a hardcore group around the planet say 40,000 people worldwide there's mufon uh with uh, just under 5,000 that are actually dedicated enough to be field investigators and and study this stuff as part of their life um, they know these people are hungry for information. And so at the same time, they've kept it from the general public. They've leaked a little bit here and there uh, so that people that are really doing the research and paying attention and reading between the lines can get a pretty good idea of what's going on. So it's it's just very interesting all the way across the board. So when Stephen and you, when you, get, when you two produced the, uh, the Citizen Hearing uh, on Disclosure, I think it was in 2012 or 13? 13, yeah. 2013, yeah. What, 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 was, what was the purpose and what did, what did you learn after, after all of that? 
Well, it's often been said that if you were to take all of the evidence for an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race and you were to put it in front of a jury, that that jury would find in favor of this presence existing. And so for the citizen hearing, that's what we set about to do. The, um, the idea was that we would take, uh, we hired basically ex-members of Congress. So these were real deal people and we put them there uh, on the panel and we brought the best witnesses, uh, people from the military, people from government, people of high rank and stature. Um, and we paraded the evidence in front of them and we did it for the, ex-members of Congress. We did it right in Washington, D.C. for other people to in, in the body politic to watch. We heard Obama watched it. Louis Farrakhan was there. Um, there, there was just a, it, it attracted a lot of attention. And the goal was to get Congress to hold hearings. And, um, you know, here we are eight years later, and it looks like we're finally uh, on the verge of something like that. So we did the citizen hearing on disclosure. All the members of Congress that were on the panel their minds were definitely changed um, about the legitimacy of the phenomenon. It was pretty incredible what happened. And so um, we, we moved the ball down the field quite a bit. And plus we entered into the record, something of very official, um, very official demeanor that people can refer to. And it really kind of set the, set the, goalpost and it set the bar and it made the official record for in a very well put together manner for where we were in the field at the time yeah i, I think steve if, correct me if i'm wrong this is what i'm hearing from from you when steven was on in january and then what i'm hearing you right now just a, a few minutes that we, we've been talking steven is very adamant that disclosure is going to happen it's going to happen this year june 21st and he thought that that was like you were saying, the warm up. This is basically what we're going to see the dress rehearsal for when, when it happens for real. You said, I think twice now, that you don't think that disclosure is not the way Steven thinks is going to happen. I mean, what, why are you guys on two? Or am I, correct me first if I'm wrong. Am, am I hearing that you guys are on both, two sides of the spectrum? And if so, why is that? Well, you know, it's really hard for me to, to, um, go on the record with my position on that because I'm, I'm a huge supporter of Steve. I helped him set up his new studio that he has right now right. in Washington, DC. And I totally believe in the work that he's doing. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm a little more skeptical than he is that we're going to get his definition of disclosure, especially coming up in June. Um, his definition of disclosure is a huge thing. It is a president or other leader of state coming forward and just laying out the whole truth about what's been going on for pretty much the history of humanity. I think we're a ways away from that. It may happen one day, um, but I, I'm going to be pretty surprised if it happens in June. I think I'm, I'm going to be more, I'm more prepared for just another set of drip, drip, drips. I'm hoping that we get the confirmation of life on Mars sometime between now and the hearing, because in order for them to begin to, to, to butter the bread for a ET presence, then we're going to have to get the life in outer space thing resolved once and for all. So the, uh, uh, the best way to do that is to finally announce, you know, hey, we found microbes on Mars. We found definitive proof that something was alive on Mars at some point. That's going to be the icebreaker. And I, I, my prediction is, is that if we're going to have any kind of admission of an extraterrestrial presence in this uh, military um, 
disclosure that's coming up in late June, then it's going to be preceded or accompanied by some kind of acknowledgement that we've proven that there's life in outer space because we have to get that framework done first. So that's, that's my prediction for how it's going to roll out. I think that we've made a, a huge uh, set of strides towards disclosure. Um, I think that the information that we're getting is better than nothing, but it's still part of an organized rollout by the same people that have been controlling this information for as long as they have. And they're doing it because they know they have to. You know, technology is getting better. Uh, time is short for humanity to get its act together. And at some point, if, if they don't officially acknowledge that we're not alone in the universe and then start taking it a little further in baby steps, um, you know, something is going to happen that just blows the lid off the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you, Ron. I, I, and I told Stephen when he was on, again, I, re, I respect all of his work also. I've told him on the air and then also in emails, you know, we've emailed since then. Uh, I, I, because I know I don't have any information, inside information. I'm just saying this because. I know how the government works or doesn't work sometimes, I should say. So, that yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's going to happen the way Stephen thinks. I mean, if it does, great, fantastic, you know, world-changing event. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen that way. Now, most listeners to Paranormal Perception and people who watch the MUFON on television, which we'll talk about in a second, um, we, they know um, what we're talking about here. The average citizen, though, not ones that on a regular basis, watch move on TV or listen to Paranormal Perception or, or, or keep abreast of all these news on disclosure. How do you think the, I'll say the average citizen, how will they react when this comes to light? You know, I think it really depends on the age group. I think that the uh, older people are going to tend to be a little bit more shocked. Uh, millennials are going to be like, well, yeah, we knew something was going on. And the, the children of millennials are going to be like, well, yeah, duh. Because I think that the, um, you know, this information, we have different generations of people that have grown up with stuff. The, the kids today grew up with ancient aliens on TV. Mm -hmm. um, they have been conditioned far better than any other generation to accept the extraterrestrial presence. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, actually, when you were saying that um, pop culture, but I want to bring that up in the uh, in the final segment. Uh, what, I, what I want you to talk about, like I said, is your move on television. You help, you're one of the co-founders, so talk about why you founded it and what what the uh, what the mission is sure um i you know after spending a certain amount of time tinkering around in the ufo field and be hosting my own shows i have bigger questions on amazon and and making films like the the ones that i won the ebe awards for i just noticed that there was a really getting increasingly difficult to find legitimate stuff it's all wrapped in in fiction and um, it's really hard to go anywhere and get true scientific, credible information about the stuff. You can search for, for on YouTube for hours. You can go to some of the other um, subscription-based UFO-related channels, and you're going to find scientific evidence wrapped in conspiracy theory, wrapped in everything else. MUFON has been doing the work that they're doing for 50 years. They're the world's oldest and largest organization dedicated to the scientific understanding of the UFO phenomenon. And they have a huge archive of historical stuff. And I just thought it was a good place to go. I, I don't want to be another carnival barker in the field. I try to be more of a journalist. And I thought that um, 
this was a good thing to do. And I still believe that. So I aligned with MUFON. I asked them if they would be interested in a joint venture to create MUFON television. And now we have what is arguably the world's largest archive of commercial free uh, UFO related material. And it's all stuff that comes from the MUFON symposiums are different than these other UFO conferences. It's generally people coming. It's like the scientific reports of the UFO field with, with a few exceptions, like when we did the secret space program symposium, the people that come to the MUFON symposiums are presenting real evidence from real research and, uh, and credible stuff to back up what they're presenting. And you don't find that even at other conferences. So, the reason I founded MUFON TV was to give people a legitimate, credible source for information. If you want to learn the history of the UFO phenomenon, going back to Roswell, MUFON television is where you can do it. The presentations um, are all credible and well done. And then we're doing a bunch of original shows. So we have brand new programming coming out that you can't watch anywhere else. And so as the world coalesces around the UFO phenomenon, it is my goal to provide people a place to go where they can find community. They can talk about what's happening to them. If they're experiencers, they can find entertainment and they can realize that a lot of what they're going to see on MUFON television is as credible as it gets. Is and it, we're never, we're never going to lie to people. Is it subscription based or open to the public? It's subscription based. You definitely, you have to uh, pay for it. It comes with, if you join MUFON as a enhanced member, which everybody who cares about the field should do, uh, it's one nineteen a year. You get your MUFON membership, you get the live stream of the MUFON symposium, and you get the year subscription to the channel. And then if you just want to subscribe to the channel, it's $6.99 a month. Although right now we're selling tickets to the live stream. So you get a whole year of MUFON TV plus the live stream of our upcoming conference, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, you get that for $79. So we're not a, we're not greedy, but we are producing original content. We have a 3000 square foot studio in Los Angeles. So we're really, uh, we're on the move. We don't do commercials. We don't track people. We don't sell your information. So asking for a subscription is pretty fair way to go. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a, like a great deal. So yeah, like I said, we're going to take a little break right now, but when we wrap up, we I'm going to ask you that question about pop culture and have you talk about everything that's coming up. So we'll do that in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Wondering what they'll say next? In a few moments, you'll find out. Paranormal Perception. We'll be right back. Paranormal Perception presents OC Paracon. Orange County's first ever paranormal conference taking place on the first weekend in October. Join Henry as he welcomes to the OC Paracon main stage Hollywood's good witch, Patty Negri. Longtime friend of the show, psychic, author, and investigator Jeff Dwyer. Haunted Orange County Paranormal Tour and Event Company. Paraflix.com and Paraflix CEO Natalie Jones, award-winning videographer and paranormal TV series producer Barry Conrad, Vernon Mahabob, founder and director of the Palmistry Institute of Los Angeles, Cleet Keith, author of Ghosts of Greystone Mansion, Beverly Hills, and more guests to be announced soon. Paranormal and occult vendors will also be in attendance, and so should you. Get more information and badges at OCParacon.com. OC Paracon is being organized by Paranormal Perception and 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Now back 
to paranormal perception. Wrapping up the conversation on disclosure with Ron James. So, so Ron, like I said, let's 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 start with the uh, with the role, if any. What role does pop culture, movies, everything? What does it play in preparing the world for disclosure? Oh well, you know, it's always played a role um, from the very early flying saucer movies to uh, people that will tell you that Steven Spielberg was inspired by an actual event when he made Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I know for a fact that there have been meetings in Hollywood. People are positioning themselves for different places uh, that they're going to have once more and more information gets released. So the, the entire entertainment industry is bracing for this. It is absolutely the hottest topic in pop culture. And it's going to take the media and the uh, the filmmakers and everybody to kind of help humanity along with with understanding this. The, the revelations that you see through film and through science fiction have always been telling us dropping us hints as to what's really going on and that's going to continue and then of course when it comes to the millennials and the kids uh you know they're the ones these guys already know especially the the kids they already know that there's an et presence if you go in fact we've got a new show on mufon television coming out um where a guy goes and interviews kids and talks to them about what they think the et phenomenon is all about and you will not find uh, with few exceptions, you won't find a, a, a kid under 18 that's not absolutely convinced there's aliens. He knows the government's lying. They're going about their lives and they're waiting for more information. So it's a whole different mindset. And that is going to be fueled and fed by all manner of media. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking about because I just got the announcement. Maybe you've seen it. Uh, when was it? I think Monday or earlier this week that Demi Lovato, the last person I would think would care about the UFO phenomenon, but she's about to do a, a, a reality show where she's going to be looking for answers, looking for first contact. Now, I mean, I mean how do you, I'll hold my thoughts, what I think, but what, how do you see something like that? Will that help this movement or will that, or, or not, someone like, like that doing a show like that? It depends on what they do. You know, um, Demi Lovato really came out when she went to Stephen Greer's CE5 and, and witnessed things for herself. And so, you know, for people that are signing on to that particular uh, stream of consciousness around the ET topic, it's, it's good information. And for people that aren't uh, really into <clears throat> that approach, then it's, it's not so good information. So you're going to find that that's going to continue. Uh, does it move the ball down the field for the overall UFO field? It does if it makes credible sense, and it doesn't if it doesn't. So I'm not saying that, that uh, in fact, I'm a great admirer of Dr. Greer and what he's accomplished. I, in fact, I've been the uh, person who hosts his red carpet for his movies. So I'm not in any way saying anything bad about that, nor Demi Lovato. I'm just saying I'm using it as an example, because if a celebrity were to come forward with some outrageous story, and hers is not, it's pretty credible, it's happening to a lot of people. Uh, but if a celebrity were to come forward with something that's really, really hard to believe, uh, that's not going to help. It, because we have to convince the general public that this is a real phenomenon and i use kind of a litmus test when i decide what is information that's really worth sharing um and that is if you if you were to walk into a bar in middle america and sit down next to your average guy and he's drinking a beer and he asks you about aliens and you're you respond 
is your response going to make him nod and go, yeah, you know, that makes sense. I kind of been believing something like that. Uh, thanks. Or is he going to just roll his eyes, point at you and laugh at you and tell his friends you're crazy. And so if, uh, if it's the latter, maybe you should consider, uh, you know, not really telling that story because it's not helping. It might be true, but we need a global acceptance of this phenomenon and the people that have to accept it are not UFO enthusiasts like all of us that, that know everything about the, the topic and, and, and study it and live it. They're just normal people that, that want something to make sense to them. So as celebrities and media comes out with more and more information around the UFO field, if it's going to be helpful and really advance human understanding, it needs to be something that has a certain amount of evidence behind it, at least makes sense and doesn't cause too many eyes to roll. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that honestly, that that's what worries me about a show like that. Where is it going to make it? Is it not going to help the the cause? I'll say. So that that's the one thing that. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen it, but I really don't like the way because um, it's going to be on on Peacock, which is NBC's uh, streaming service. Because everybody has a streaming service now, so that's NBC's. But the way they're promoting it, it sounds more like uh, the Demi Lovato show. And oh, by the way, yes, we'll she'll talk about UFOs. So. That's a little worrisome, but again, we'll we'll hold judgment until we actually. She had see she it. had a real deal thing. I mean, whatever yeah. uh, Doctor Greer is doing with the CE five things, there is something appearing in the skies that appears to interact with people, uh, and you know that's uh, and and she experienced it and it moved her, and so that's cool it, because you know the thing is with what he's doing, it's something that you can quantify. It's it's something that if you if you don't believe it, you can go see for yourself. You can attend one of these events. So, you know, that's actually favorable as opposed to something that you simply can't quantify, which is just, uh, you know, somebody saying something with no evidence to back it up whatsoever. Uh, that's that gets a little harder to sell. But what's happening to her is happening to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, as the kids say, if there's no video, it didn't happen. So I think I think they're going to jump on this one. Um for you though, what what's what's coming up for you in uh, in 2021? We have the uh, MUFON Symposium coming up. Um, it's in August. We're actually going to have it in Vegas, and thank goodness we got the the announcement yesterday from the CDC that we can lighten up on all the precautions. So it's going to be probably one of the first physical UFO conferences to come back. We have military and government insiders will be speaking out. This will be after the Pentagon thing. We have some people that are going to come forward and they're going to uh, tell people some things that they have not heard. You can be there in Las Vegas, which will probably be a lot of fun, or you can watch it live. Uh, just go to MUFONSymposium.com. I have a new show called Space Time, which is going to be on MUFON television. And I have another show I've been working on called The Life After Death Files, which is an exploration of... Uh, the life after death question from a scientific standpoint, from a paranormal standpoint, like I've made several documentaries about ghost hunting. So we're going to incorporate some of that. And then from the uh, near death experience standpoint. So it's really looking at it from, from a lot of different angles. It's, it's a really fun show. So I'm happy, very happy about that. Yeah. It sounds like a, like a good show. Uh, so I'll have a link to everything on the, uh, on the show description. Just click on Ron's name. It'll take you there. So, Ron James, again, thanks a lot for coming on. Enjoyed the conversation. You're about, welcome back on Paranormal Perception anytime you're, you're ready. That is awesome. Thank you for having me. And um, if I uh, have anything that's really uh, important that I think your listeners might want to know, uh, I will send you an email. And I would love to be involved in the Are We Living in a Matrix series because I'm 
pretty uh, pretty into that topic. Yeah, yeah, so are the listeners. So, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. And like I said, you may be hearing Ron James again soon on Paranormal Perception. So thanks again, Ron, and take care. All right, thank you. And that was Paranormal Perception. The facts and opinions heard on this episode are those of the guest and host of Paranormal Perception. If they make you uncomfortable or cause you to question your outlook on life, good, you're waking up. Continue that journey on the show's official website, paranormalperception.show. Contact Henry with questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, henry at paranormalperception.show. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel.